Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Noah Heron, and you're listening to the All Our Ways podcast. I'm honored that you would listen, that you would click on the button on Spotify or iTunes to listen to this podcast. If you could do me a favor, if this podcast has encouraged you in any way, would you mind leaving a review really quickly? it only take you a couple seconds. It helps us get the message out to more people. It would mean the world to me. I'm so excited about today's episode. We're going to talk about what it looks like to have an intimate relationship with Jesus, what it takes, what it costs, what we have to be thinking about to go deeper in our walk with Jesus, which should be our goal every day, right? I'm excited about this conversation. It's going to be a good one. I'm really passionate about some of the things we're going to talk about. But before we jump into it, I have to give a huge shout out to our season three sponsor. That is our friends over at Elevated Faith. If you haven't checked them out yet, please go do. They have some amazing stuff on their website, on their Instagram. They have merch, t-shirts, hoodies. It's getting warm outside. Maybe they'll do some cool shorts. I don't know. Go check it out though. It's a really awesome clothing brands, but there's so much more than a brand. They really uh, do some amazing things in the community as well as help people share the good news of Jesus in a really cool way. So if you want to discount it, check out use code NOAH20 for 20% off and uh, it would mean a lot. They do a lot for this podcast. So show them some love. But uh, besides that, one more quick announcement. My book, Viral Jesus, is on sale right now on Amazon.com if you're interested And uh, digging a little deeper into what we're going to talk about today, you can check it out there. But without further ado, today we are going to talk about effort, intimate relationships, and more. So I came across this scripture earlier in the week in my devotionals, and uh, it really challenged me. 1 Corinthians 7, verse 21 through 24. And uh, this is Paul. And this is what he says, For truly, if you are called to a life union with the Lord, you're already a free man. And those who were called to follow Jesus when they were free are now the Messiah's slaves. This is where it gets interesting. Verse 23, Since a great price was paid for your redemption, stop having the mindset of a slave. Stop having the mindset of a slave. Brothers and sisters, we must remain in close communion with God no matter what our situation was when we were first called to follow Jesus. This is a really challenging scripture to me. Paul's writing this to believers. He's writing this to people who know Jesus and he's saying, stop having the mindset of a slave. You were set free. I don't know if you remember Moses in the Old Testament, but he leads the Israelites out of Egypt and they encounter this really interesting thing that happens where they get set free, but they still have the mindset of slaves, right? They leave Egypt, but they can't get Egypt out of them. I wonder if you're listening to this, if you've ever experienced that same thing. I I know that I have. I, I know my identity in Jesus. I know that I'm a son of God. I'm a child of God and that I have this free gift of God's grace and I've been welcomed into his family, into his kingdom, but sometimes I still struggle with the same things that I used to struggle with. What do we do if we are in that type of a situation, right? Like, like how do we get out of that? How, how do we even deal with that? Uh, I, I love what Paul says. He talks about having communion with the Lord. He says, don't forsake communion with God. And uh, the definition of communion is really simple. 
It's the sharing or exchanging of intimate thoughts and feelings, especially when the exchange is on a spiritual level. So intimate thoughts and feelings. We have to figure out a way to get intimate with Jesus if we want to truly live in our new identity. So why don't more people just do that thing? (laughs) Why don't more people just get intimate with Jesus? Maybe because it's not always talked about in a way that is made simple. Uh, people are like, oh yeah, get, get intimate with Jesus, but but it's kind of vague. You know, it's like, I don't know what that means. Um, I don't know how to do that. Here is the core of the problem. It's that you can't get intimate with someone until you trust someone, but you can't trust someone that you don't know. And you can't know someone that you don't spend time with. So if you want intimacy with God, but you never spend time with God, you'll never get to know God past the surface. You'll never trust God, and therefore, you'll miss out on true communion with Jesus, right? This intimacy, it actually takes effort. It takes effort. I remember remember when Maddie and I first got married, I was being really childish. Um, What I mean is, I did very little to help out around the house. I was just kind of used to not doing a whole lot. And when Maddie and I got married, I just let her do way more than she should have to do, right? So uh, one of my bad habits was letting the laundry pile up and Maddie would eventually do it. And she was such a kind angel. She would never really say anything about it. She would just do it. Well, a few months into it, she got fed up with the situation right? She uh, made a comment to me as I was sitting on the couch (laughs) watching basketball. And she said, is all of that dirty? And I said, girl, the only thing I know that's dirty is my jump shot. Okay. Like, uh, again, I'm being very childish. And it led to this big argument where Maddie was like, you don't help, like you're not doing anything. And of course, I was stubborn and I tried to argue back and all that stuff, but that night when I thought about it some more, I realized that she was right, that I really wasn't helping out much, especially when it came to laundry. So the next day she goes to work and I go to work and I get home a little earlier than her. And so I cleaned every article of clothing in the house, not just the ones that were in the laundry. I'm talking, I was cleaning everything. I was folding it a particular way, right? Like Maddie likes her her clothes folded a certain way. So I'm on YouTube, like learning how to fold these clothes the right way. And I had candles burning when she walked in the door. Let me tell you, when she got home that night, it was a spiritual experience, okay? She was so happy with me. She like offered to bake me cookies, you know? She was like wanting to kiss me. I was like, girl, if this is all it took, right? Like if this is all it took, like you you need something vacuumed. Like what do you, <laughs> like does something need to be dusted? But I learned that night a lesson that Maddie had already learned. And it's that if you want an intimate relationship with anybody, it takes effort, it takes intentionality in that relationship, right? I cannot expect an intimate relationship with Maddie with no effort. We cannot expect an intimate relationship with Jesus with surface level effort. We can't expect this intimate communion with Jesus if the only time that we sit with him is in the church pew or even listening to a podcast or whatever. I truly believe that one of the greatest tactics of the enemy is to tell our generation 
that we don't have to put effort into our relationship with Jesus and we can still experience the fullness of communion with him. There was this really popular video that came out five or six years ago by a guy named Jefferson Bethke. You may have heard of Jefferson. He's a phenomenal author and speaker and uh, just person in general. And he came out with this video called Jesus is Greater Than Religion. And it went crazy viral. And the core of the video was him saying that a relationship with Jesus is so much better than religion. And he's absolutely right. The video was spot on. I'm afraid, though, what we've done is we've taken the word religion and we've made it a scapegoat for a lack of our spiritual discipline. We've taken the word religion and we've turned it into an excuse for us not to have to put effort into our relationship with Jesus. And so it's created this conundrum of Christians who are consumers, you know, and, and, and we reach this place where, yeah, we're saved by the grace of God, but we're not really getting to know Jesus. And so therefore, we've become very stagnant and our relationship with him. Uh, I love this quote by Dallas Willard. If you've known me for any amount of time, you've probably heard me say this quote, and it's that grace is not the enemy of effort. Grace is the enemy of earning. And the reason I love that quote so much is that it's obviously true that we cannot earn the grace of God, that we cannot earn what Jesus did for us on the cross. But after we accept the free gift of his grace, if we want to enjoy the fullness of Jesus, if we want to go deeper with Jesus, we have to put in some effort. So it's not religious of us to read our Bible. It's not religious. I guess it is religious. Christianity is is a religion, but you, you see what I'm saying? We're not doing these things like reading our Bible and praying and spending time in God's word and spending time in silence, listening to God or, you know, fasting. We're not doing any of those things because we have to. We're doing those things because we realize that our relationship with Jesus is a miracle. The fact that we even get to do this is a miracle and we recognize that relationship is valuable and as something that we treasure and beyond all things and is something that we love. And so just like any other relationship that we love and treasure, we want to put effort into it because we care, because we love Jesus. And so, um, yeah, I just want to encourage you that if you feel like maybe you're at a place where your mindset has shifted back to the old you. You're answering to old names. You're answering to old identities that you used to go by, right? You're, you're living in Egypt when you've been given citizenship in heaven. I'd encourage you to look at your effort level. Look at your effort level. How is your uh, how is your Bible reading been? How's your morning time been? How how has your rhythm of life been? Because I would almost guarantee you that if you can go back to that place and get that right, that it will be a lot easier for you to enter into communion with God.